0: Hi, everyone. I'm Joe Masselter. I am the president of VSM, and you are at our first edition of Around the Horn podcast, sponsored by three wonderful people here that we'll get into. Uh, This is Ryan Schroeder. He is the owner of several companies, but the owner of VSM. Hi, Ryan. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. What a wonderful idea. (laughs) What a great introduction, Ryan. Thank you for sharing. We have Brian Kurzweil here with
1: uh, Quicken Loans. Brian? <laughs> <laughs> oh, ouch. Uh, Brian Kurzweil with Fairway Mortgage. Uh, love the idea, love the concept, and excited to get rocking.
0: And finally, we have John Selly with Liberty Title. <laughs> That's just cool. I'm out of here. I'm John Selly with Cambria <laughs> Title. John was reading off some fun facts earlier, this date in history, and uh, the NFL started... NFL started in 1917. I
2: thought it was 100 years in the NFL. Weren't they just No, sorry, sorry.
3: (laughs) That was the NHL,
0: Montreal, and
2: oh, just a different league and sport? Yeah, (laughs) it was a different league
0: and sport. (laughs) I bring this up because we are ripping off this concept of around the horn from ESPN if you have not seen it before. Um, My name, again, is Joe Masselter. I'm going to be hosting. Direct any lawsuits to Joe. (laughs) The first ever (laughs) version of it. So I want to go over the rules real quick so you guys understand the basics of this. Schroeder. Um, Unfortunately, I will not be having a mute button today, much like Tony on the show. So when I say stop or I go like that, you guys need to stop. Um, I award points for valid arguments and having support for those arguments. I will deduct points for arguments that make no sense. Brian. Brian, yeah, good. Um, I will also <laughs> be the timer for everyone. so I'm not gonna go and look at my phone. I'm just gonna decide when you should be done talking. So this is gonna be. <laughs> so the... you're
1: gonna let other people talk longer than others. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Some, okay, you're irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> so what
0: we're gonna do is we're gonna do four rounds. They're gonna go really fast. Um, I'm gonna say a topic. I'm gonna come up with a couple facts about that topic. and then I'm gonna let you guys give your opinions on those topics. Most of them on this first version are going to be kind of random topics, but somewhat related to real estate. I even threw in a sports one for you sports fans out there. So uh, we're gonna rotate who goes first each time. So we'll start with Ryan, second round, Brian, third round, John. We did a bonus fourth round that everyone will be involved in. At the end of four rounds, we're gonna cut somebody down. At the end of five rounds, we'll cut that second person down. The last person uh, standing is going to give a spiel for one minute on whatever they want, similar to on the show. Oh. So if you want to talk about title work, <laughs> I title don't know com- that about sounds title riveting. <laughs> title, <laughs> title, <laughs> title, I, title, I, t- I just wait t- around <laughs> for that one. One yeah. minute of underwriting conversations. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you what we talk about at the bar when I take people out. <laughs> All right, are you guys ready for our first topic? Let's
1: go. Yeah. Hold I need like a little sign second. behind me, like Woody and just write random stuff on it.
0: All right, I'm going to read two things really quick for you. Life in St. Paul flows deep with tradition, wide with talent and diversity, and strong in economic and cultural vitality. Our character is in our people. Minneapolis is the state's most populous city, spreads out on a relatively level plain. Within its limits are 22 lakes and lagoons and over 170 parks. Ryan, what is better, St. Paul or Minneapolis?
2: Mm, They both have their merits, but uh, I'm especially partial to St. Paul, where I've officed here for the last nine years. Um, Mostly because, you know, it's not quite as crack infested as Minneapolis, so. (laughs) I don't know. Was that a good answer? I would certainly (laughs) hope he gets points deducted from that. (laughs) That and may God awesome.
1: have mercy on our souls. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> Brian. Oh, uh, man. I, I do love both cities. I have spent a lot more time in Minneapolis the last couple of years since I got in this industry. Um, love a lot of the shops in the Minneapolis, but I do have to go to the St. Paul area. Been in St. Paul or suburbs, surrounding suburbs for 20 years. And something about the St. Paul, small feel, small feel hard working people. Love it.
0: Still not sure what your answer is, but go ahead, John.
3: I hate St. Paul. <laughs> I hate driving in St. Paul because you can't find your way around. The streets are all backwards. Uh, not enough restaurants, as I feel. Uh, just Minneapolis is. It's just for me. It's just a better city. Now, I do enjoy St. Paul, but if you give me a choice, it's always going to be Minneapolis. Who had a more
0: definitive answer, me or John? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and give you your point totals for the first round. How does that sound, <laughs> Ryan? I awarded you one for officing out of here. <laughs> I deducted one for every other thing you said. <laughs> Brian, you didn't really say a whole lot at all. <laughs> but the shops and the people that are hardworking, I gave you two points total. Mm, I, did I, like not, that. I did not. I did not deduct any points.
1: Well, I didn't talk about crackheads or. No, something.
0: but you went about 30 seconds without really saying a whole lot. Mm.
1: I had it with St. Paul. Okay, <laughs> okay.
0: John, I gave you three points for your distinctive <laughs> answer, and then at the very end, just, you know, adding on a little flavor. Thank so, you. At the end of the first round, Boo. and I know we'll get these point totals. <laughs> you <on> agree. This. <laughs> at the end of the first round, and I've got to keep track, I was going to keep track on my computer. We got Brian with two, Ryan with one, and John Seller. No, Ryan has zero. Yeah, I was going to say. (laughs) I I was doing the
2: math when you said plus one, minus one.
0: All right. For this round, we are going to let Brian speak first. And it's a a heavy hitter one here. So use your time wisely, unlike last time. Where do you see the real estate market headed in 2020 and
1: beyond? I like the question. Um, You know, it's going to be another strong year from what I see of interest rates are going to hover around the high threes. And I really see that continuing into 2021. Uh, competitive housing market. So I think there's going to be a lot of competition. And uh, home values are going to increase, I'd say, another two and a half, three percent 3%. So it's, it's going to be a strong 2020 heading into 2021. I'm, I'm excited.
0: Much more pointed. I like that. Knock it off. John.
3: Uh, I agree that I think 2020 is going to be a very strong year. Uh, The only thing I'm worried about is this election and what it does. The good news is uh, our president has no control over the Fed and he makes the decisions. If rates go up, it will be extremely difficult again. When they get to hover around four and a quarter, four and a half, people seem to slow their processes down. You know, being in the title business, part of our business is refinance, and we see a tremendous dip when it goes over 4%. So I think the housing market's strong. I'm a little bit, uh, again, worried that there's going to be a lot of multiple offers, again, on homes because there's just no inventory. The city of Minneapolis and the city of St. Paul always talk about affordable homes. Well, the question is, where are you going to put them? there's not enough land in Minneapolis or St. Paul to put these homes so what did Minneapolis do now they're saying you can uh, buy a house put up a triplex or a duplex now you're on fire right now so I haven't
0: cut you off but I got to go over to Ryan here but good answers
2: I also think that the real estate market is going to be a little bit more of the same in 2020. Interest rates continue to be low, though I do not credit that to a natural equilibrium, but more of manipulation. Um, the affordability index is also strong and one of the most important factors. Specifically here to the Twin Cities market, we have extremely low unemployment and highly educated people, highest rate of millennial home ownership in the United States. So I expect it to be very competitive, multiple offers um, with a lot more new homes being built because that continues to be a bit of the rage. And then uh, gentrification within the cities, more cities like St. Louis Park and Edina and uh, Richfield and whatever, basically just people knocking down half million dollar houses and building $1.5 million houses in their place. So um, for for the time being, I think it's going
0: to continue. Great. Great round, everybody! Everybody's going to be awarded points this round. Um, <laughs> Brian, I gave you three points. Seems um, like too many, but <laughs> I gave you three points. Kicking off was hard for this one because it gave these guys all the ammo to keep going. And now I know
1: I have a lot more longer. T- I have a lot more time to talk, <laughs> to talk how these guys. especially John. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, John, I gave you uh, five points. Um, that was a big round for you. You brought up some new new topics that uh, you know. I think we're we're good, um, Ryan. I gave you six. I was gonna say at least uh, ten. If bringing up millennials, gentrification, unemployment—you know, all that stuff—I think was a solid. It was a solid round, and it brings you back into contention, the finally. realm of sanity with everybody else. So, um, you notice
2: I stepped up my game this yeah. second round because I forgot I was here to win. After
0: two rounds, John Stelly is winning. Not, Not for just, long. Just gonna leave <laughs> leave it at that. We're gonna start with John. He gets to go first this time. We're gonna start with John, so he's at a disadvantage. I think, yeah, I think for this it is question. disadvantage. And first. this one, my people might ramble on for a while, so oh. I'm gonna we're Too gonna delightful. have to be careful here. But uh, the Twins have had no big offseason additions. Everyone has gone to other teams. The Wolves have lost eight in a row. They lost to New Orleans Pelicans last night. The Wild are second-to-last place in the Central Division, two losses in a row. Delvin Cook is supposedly out for the Green Bay game. John, what's what's the most disappointing sports team in Minnesota? Uh, <laughs> Not the Lynx. No. Neg- I ones. would
3: say, it, t- to be honest, <laughs> I think it's the Wild. Uh, they got a core, no, they got young guys, but part of the problem is. They got too many old guys they got two guys making uh nine million dollars a year strapped us with their cap we can't dump them we can't get anything for them so here you got parisi and uh suitor back there and you know even though parisi is the top goal gold score he's going to get hurt again he always does as far as, I hate basketball, so that doesn't matter to me. I, can't, I just can't watch the sport. I watch college. I can't watch pros. If you want to watch a pro game, just watch the last two minutes. Baseball, I love the Tim Wins. I have been a supporter from them, even when they are hor- you know, just horrible.
2: You were going to say horseshit.
3: You I was going to say horseshit. And we're yeah. going
0: to skedaddle right over to Ryan now. Ryan, most disappointing Minnesota sports team.
2: Well, I'll try and keep my answer to one team. Uh, And so (laughs) I would have to say the Twins, unfortunately. I I grew up as a huge baseball fan and uh, was fortunate enough to get to watch them win the World Series twice. And then we had our great little run when we had Morneau and Maurer and Kubel and Kadair and all this kind of stuff. What I realized with the Twins over the years is they have this great farm system, and they can bring up young, talented, dollar-menu-type players, and as soon as they're good enough, it's like they're off to greener pastures. So last year we set the uh, Major League record for home runs, and I think a lot of that had to do with jettisoning the Joe Maurer Contract off of our payroll, getting a bunch of three, four, five million dollar a year guys. But what I don't understand is, and I don't know if this is true, but rumor has it the Polads are the wealthiest family that owns a baseball team, right? Because they own all this real estate and they're, you know, multi billionaires. Why can't they just spend some damn money to keep the talented players around? And I'm not talking about $324 million contracts like Garrett Cole or, you know, $180 million Joe Mauer contracts, but at least keep some of those middle tier players uh, you know patriots win every year because they have a bunch of you know slightly above average players Cheers. and they can afford a trillion of them so
1: Ryan do
0: you agree
1: I'm actually going to go Minnesota Twins it's uh, you know that one hurts it's it's one of the only Minnesota teams that I do follow that I do like I'm not originally from Minnesota but you know it's the great, great farm systems the number 1 draft picks for an example like this Royce Lewis kid phenomenal in the field he is a game changer but the kid can't hit so why can't we get these people to get be all-around baseball players get them up to this level Uh, not only that i take it personal because we all had to pay taxes or a portion of our taxes went to this new stadium if we got this new stadium they guaranteed they'd fill the seats they guaranteed be fun baseball and every year we're bottom tier payroll and the Polets have all the money in the world not to go get the Garrett Coles, I get that. Not to go get the Wheelers, I understand that. But what we miss out on in this pitching rotation this year, the time is right now, and we're again we're missing out. You keep trotting out Uber drivers, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that helps. Facts.
0: All right, that was a that was a good round by some. There uh, oh, we go. Obviously, that was directed at me. <laughs> I got John. I gave you one point. I took away – I gave you two points, but I took away a point because he's trashed basketball in front of me, and you can't do that. Oh, no, 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 you Your, no, your host. Know your, <laughs> know your I know my host, Mr. Duke, that didn't go to Duke. <laughs> oh, okay, negative 10 <laughs> points. <laughs> Ryan, I gave you four points. I thought great uh, comments on people going to Greener Pastures, the Mauer contract, Polad's being the richest in sports. Good job. Uh, Brian, I gave you three points. Royce Lewis, I love the the can hit. I mean, that's a lot of Byron Buxton. I was gonna say under, Buxton. Uh, yeah. Stadium taxes. Time yep. is right now. Love it. So um, that was a really good round. So after three rounds, we've got a pretty close. Uh, we've got uh, what Brian Kurzwell has eight. Brian from uh, Fairway has eight points. John Selly has nine. Ryan Schroeder has ten. Oh. Ryan had that big. You're playing favorites. Round. Yeah. Ryan had He's that. nosing. Big... I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> eight, nine, and ten. All right. So basically everybody's ball game here, and uh, this is going to be the final question of this round. So you need some points here, or you're gone. You're gonna randomly choose who goes first, or do I have to go first again? You got to go first okay. again. Okay. Fine. All right. So. Some of the ones that I can think of off the top of my head are that you need 20% down to buy, um, that renting can be better than buy. I don't know if that's one. But anyway, biggest misconceptions about real estate? Ryan. I
2: would definitely agree with you that people tend to think that they need a lot more money down to buy a house than they do. There are programs that you can get a house with only $1,000 down, which is typically less than a security deposit to be a renter. Um, The other thing that I find interesting, a lot of misconceptions that uh, new homeowners, first-time homeowners have, is they don't realize that they have to take care of all of the things that go wrong now. So fixing their water heater and their furnace and roof leaks and, you know, mowing their lawn. And um, I've even had uh, people that we've sold houses to didn't realize they had to change furnace filters and add salt to their uh, softener system. So that's, that's one. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. And um, I gotta go. And just, and, and just the mortgage process in general, I think there's a lot of uh, misconceptions about. Oh, I can't because I don't have good credit, or I don't have this or that. Uh, I found that if you can fog a mirror, you can pretty well qualify for a house these days. So um, every
0: lender
1: wants to hear yeah, that. Huh? So, Brian, I'm gonna s- stick to the uh, the credit side of things. You know, I've with my background, I have a lot of people that think they need that 700 plus, or they need the 20% down. But sticking to the credit. Um, one side piece is collections. And some people do have collections that are only a couple hundred dollars. And other lenders and agents are telling them, well, you need to pay those off. Well, that's a huge misconception because you don't need to pay them off and your credit score will actually drop if you do pay them off. So there's a quicker, easier, faster approach to get in that home loan with poor credit. And yes, if you have poor credit, chances are we can still get you into a home loan. So I think credit is a big one.
3: I believe uh, the title side. The biggest misconception is you can choose a different title company. Most real estate offices uh, have built-in title companies, but the customers can shop. Uh, there are a multitude of companies that have different pricing out there, and they, because we're the third wheel in the in the transaction, clients very very rarely, maybe never, find out. Okay, what are their closing costs? And once they do know their closing costs, you know, can they go somewhere else? Well, they don't. They just stick with the realtor, you know, if it's Coldwell Banker, if it's Edina Realty, if it's Remax. Clients can shop,
0: and they can get better deals out there. I am not going to finish awarding points for this round quite yet because I want to add on to it and say, what is the most annoying thing about real estate? that you experience?
2: The most annoying thing about real estate that I experience hands down is how everybody thinks that they can be a flipper. So I have been doing flips now for about eight years, about a hundred of them under my belt. And uh, like for example, and I'm not trying to disparage this person, but I was at Home Depot purchasing a dishwasher, and the, the lady who was ringing me out said, do you have a pro account? I said, yeah. And she, I give her the information, she goes, oh, what do you do? And I say, I do maintenance and I do flips. And she says, oh, I really want to do flips too, but I'm thinking of doing commercial flips. And I'm thinking to myself, you work at Home Depot, the chances of you having the down payment, the resources, the general contractors, the access to capital, to, the, the knowledge and the wherewithal to do a flip, it's a lot harder than it looks. And these damn HGTV shows keep making it look like any old bozo can just rip $100,000. It is hard. It is dangerous. And you need to have at least a couple hundred thousand dollars. So that just annoys the crap out of me, the whole uh, would-be flipper movement that exists today.
1: I like it. Brian. I think the uh, lack of communication from both sides at at certain transactions. uh, I try to be over communicative with my borrowers, with the agents, but there's times where the agents or the seller's agent, there's things that were never brought up, things that we don't know, uh, things that I find out after basically the clear to close and like, hey, what about this? We never knew any of that. Or from the realtor's side. Uh, just a lack of communication of the process and where where things are at during the process from the loan originator. I think it's a key thing that's missing.
3: Uh, our biggest pet peeve is that the realtor and the loan officer do not read their title commitments. They could have liens. They can, can have encumbrances. They just don't read it. And then two weeks down the line, well, wh- what do you mean you have a lien on this property? Well, didn't you read your title commitment? Nobody reads them. I don't know what it is, why they don't but that is our the one thing I would love to change.
0: Every closing I've ever had, I print it out, and I leave it by my bedside. for <laughs> <laughs> Then you got some serious issues. <laughs> All right. Okay, basketball and title <laughs> commitments by his bed. There you go, guys. <laughs> All right, Brian, you were awarded five points that round. John, you were awarded four. And Ryan? Seven. No, Ten. five. Five. No. five. <laughs> Same as you, Brian. So <laughs> does anyone know who won?
1: Who's, that would be me. I was up by one on Brian. I Doesn't it. that mean John and I tied? Oh,
0: uh-huh. boy. Bonus question Uh-oh. to see who sticks around. <laughs> Brian, you are going to be in the final Ask round. Ask a basketball question. These guys are in the toilet bowl here. Got it. <laughs> Ask a basketball question. <laughs> Brian versus John. Let me think of a question. Let me think of a question. I didn't anticipate this. This stinks. Um... Ask a question about how well they know you.
1: Chlorophyll? More like Phil. <laughs> yeah. What is the
0: number one thing you like about me? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, all right, all
0: right. What? Here, oh, this is a good one. Give me the best restaurant slash bar in town. Why? And your preferred drink at said restaurant bar. Mm. In Minnesota, though. It can't be, like, in New York or something. Really?
1: My favorite? You know, I am a huge sucker for a phenomenal burger uh, B52's B- in Invergrove Heights is my jam, that's my spot they have won um, the burger battle twice now and follow up a couple times phenomenal beers on tap and uh, they have a choices of about 25-30 burgers that are just on point
3: mm. uh, Mine is Bunnies in St. Louis Park
0: a layup for both of you guys, but go ahead. You asked asked about about my favorite. (laughs) Yeah, my favorite
3: is bunnies, but my second favorite is first draft. (laughs) (laughs) Why why
0: is bunnies good, John?
3: Uh, I used to work there years ago, and I don't... uh, Bunnies has people that you can just walk in, start talking to them, and they'll buy you a drink. They don't care who you are, what you do. Uh, It's just one of those neighborhood bars where you don't even have to know the person. You just sit down, start bullshitting with them, and guess what? Yeah, I'll buy you a drink. I'll buy you one. You know, you you, you develop relationships there. I have forty-year relationships because just men and women that I met at the pub, just talking with them.
0: It's, it must be nice to be a raging alcoholic sometimes. <laughs> it, it, has a it, upside, it, right? it has its benefits. It's a built-in it in social network. <laughs> well, and then I get bailed out of jail. Be-
3: <laughs> I get a free smart start <laughs> <laughs> be- because. <laughs>
0: Because I'm worried about you driving home right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brian. I, I got to give it to him. He brought up relationships. I, I love your wife. I know she works there, but I got to go, John, on this one. That's crazy. So if, I had
1: valid points about those murders. I thought so, too. I would have been I honestly
0: it just need you to just get
1: off the camera now. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit too much camera time over here. Go ahead and see your way out. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go to Bunny's then. <laughs> there you go. And I will see you later. <laughs> I'll buy you your first drink. Thank you, Brian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then there were two. <laughs> and then there were two. So you guys are going to have one round. Winner take all. Again, final round is going to be that person um, giving their final spiel. So, And that final spiel can be on anything you want. But um, excluding present company obviously myself anybody in this room this company VSM as a whole who is the best person you've ever worked with in real estate used as a mentor liking working with them it can be current person in the past doesn't matter um somebody that again has been a mentor to you great realtor great lender great anybody and i will say john's gonna go first on this one
3: (laughs) stop it (laughs) Uh, I got in this business eight years ago, and uh, when I was hired to do this, my boss said, it's going to take you two days, two weeks, two months, two years to get your first order. And it took me six months. But there was a gentleman that I spoke to. He's like, after about five months, he goes, are you getting depressed? Are you getting get down? And he, I'm like, no. And he said, come on, come in here and give me your stick." when you go out and meet with clients or potential clients and I did and he said to me you are doing the absolute perfect job of presenting Cambria title and what your services are don't change a thing he said what you have to do in this business is be relentless you have to keep going in time and time and time again I have met men and women 10-15 times have they used us no but it's that one time where they don't have a good closing they might call and say hey John I'm going to try you and he was you know he, he works for Cambria he's just one of those guys that um, I wouldn't say he was a mentor he's a, he, he works with me and he just kind of because I came from Best Buy a whole different world Right. it was a guy that gave me the more confidence to just keep doing what I'm doing
2: Ryan? My best experience would actually be with clients. So um, there was a couple that I met at their townhome in Shakopee, Aaron and Brianne Stromley. And I remember that meeting pretty distinctly. I was still the acquisitions manager, so to speak, for VSM Real Estate and went out and got all of our clients. Um, They had met with seven other property management companies. I was the eighth and... uh, but they liked what I had to say. And they liked that the owner of the company came out to meet with them and all this kind of stuff. So I ended up getting their management business started a a more of a friendship and advisory relationship with them. Um, I ended up taking five different properties that VSM clients wanted to sell and helping them to buy them, as well as buying a few others. Next thing you know, they own a pretty substantial real estate portfolio, they did a cash out refi on that. I helped it give them a little bit of advice on buying their own business. Then they bought commercial properties through uh, through me as well. And the biggest thing that I learned from this relationship is that the power of their faith and their trust in me to advise them and help them to make good decisions. They've also referred me to countless friends and, and other people. And by the end of it, we became actually really good friends. I mean, I just got their Christmas card in the mail and we hang out socially a few times. and. Um that gave me a lot of confidence in general that relationship because um it showed that these people believe in me and I performed and I did well for them and so okay yeah
0: who do you think wins guys
1: That's a rap Sorry John
0: That's okay okay Ryan hey, relationships.
1: relationships
0: relationships Yeah They're Don't, kind of important yeah. Bunny's relationships important. client yeah. relationships <laughs> sometimes <laughs> the same <laughs> ryan rarely for me but (laughs) take your one minute of fame right now and talk about anything you'd like to talk about Mm. we go into the impeachment i don't know um oh god
2: please don't (laughs) no i won't go and wade into politics um You know, I don't really have anything particular that I want to go over other than that I really enjoy what I do and being a real estate entrepreneur and owning these different businesses in real estate is like a blessing in my life and I want to tell people who have any sort of dreams or aspirations to own their own business or do their own thing that uh, your life will be you know, fundamentally changed and improved if you follow that ambition. And uh, if you're ever looking for a mentor, a little bit of advice, you can always give me a shout because I, I love to pay that forward and help people. So,
0: Great. Thank you. Thanks. This wraps up the first ever version of Around the Horn podcast via BSM. Just to remind everyone, Brian Kurzweil did go out first. <laughs> um, sorry you. about that. <laughs> <laughs> From Quicken Loans. I'm still at the table. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for coming. You're welcome. Thank 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 you. Appreciate it.